Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 148 of Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. Of course, as always, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at E-C underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, E-C HeroCast. Today, folks, we are not alone. We have got my good friend, pal, uh, fellow social suplex contributor, Simon Cotton, along with us today. You can follow him at SGC Speaks. We are here to review Justice League. Gentlemen, it is Sunday, February 26th. I'll start off with you, Simon. How you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Having a good day. Okay, sorry. My Apple Watch wanted to get on the action. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll just, yeah. I'll just. Do you, do you guys edit this at all? Ah, uh, it's fine. No, you're good. You can keep talking. We like, <laughs> we like to leave the rough cuts in. Let people know we're human. <laughs> ah, duly noted. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm doing okay. Everything's uh, going well. I mean, how how could I not be in a good mood? I just watched Justice League. Yeah, of course. Yeah, come on now. It's great to watch a DC movie with a happy ending. You know, good stuff. And what, what's brunch <laughs> anyway, guys? Did you guys have brunch today? Actually, I did. Oh. I still don't know what it is, though. It's It, it, it has a rhythm that I haven't been able to... Um... Oh, geez. Eddie, how about you? Are you a brunch man? No, I don't do brunch myself. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm a breakfast guy myself. Drop by your... uh, Simon, do you guys have Casey's out there in uh, Chicago? I don't think I've heard of that restaurant. Mm, Oh, it's a gas station. Oh, Casey's. It doesn't sound familiar. Okay, well, they have this bomb breakfast pizza that's... Oh, it's great. It's great. But... Enough about that. Eddie, uh, let's see here. Well, wait just a moment. I have a story. What, what I have a you got story. a story? Yes. You got a story to tell? I'm, I'm listening. I'm all ears, Ed, man. Update your annoying audience member power rankings. The guys split, uh, that I sat next to at Split that talked through the whole movie have been replaced. Uh-oh. And I don't think anyone's ever going to top that, this guy. Uh-oh. The guy I sat next to during Cocaine Bear. Uh, I knew I was in trouble when I walked into the theater. I was a little early. And the movie's at 5.30. And the guy turns to me and he's like, I don't know why they just don't start the trailers right now. And I said, what time is it? He's like, it's 5.27. I was thinking like, well, that's why. Because it's not 5.30 yet. And... He proceeded to laugh and clap during the trailers. Yeah, they did one for The Machine, which, to be fair, does look good. No, it doesn't. I think it looks pretty... It, it, I, it wouldn't shock me if it was bad. But I think I, it depends I, I entirely will see on, it. It depends entirely on what you think of Burt Kreischer, and I'm not a fan. He's okay. I think the movie could be funny, though. But he, there was also a trailer for a movie called Mafia Mama, which looks terrible. He laughed and clapped during that. Was that the one with uh, Tony Collette? I'm sorry to keep interrupting. I don't know. It's just some woman becomes a mafia don because her grandpa died and yep, something. That's the one. It looks terrible, that, but yeah, one. And then there was another trailer for Strays, which looks just unwatchable. Like you'd really? have to pay me money to see it. It looks horrible. Hard, hard disagree, actually. Oh, I, it I, looks uh... like 
worst movie of the year material. Okay, I mean, I'm actually interested to see it, but all right. But he laughed and clapped during that. But where he drew the line was the trailer for Renfeld. And (laughs) he turned to me and he's like, this looks so stupid. And I knew what the trailer was, but I didn't want to engage with him anymore. So I was like, oh, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen this trailer. He's like, it's Nicolas Cage as a vampire. Just looks so stupid. It's like, dude, you were laughing and clapping during dogs with the foul mouths. Like, also, how is this mind. where you draw the line? Why, why are you, why are you engaging a stranger in the theater? Not, not you, but that guy. Like, yeah. that's well, weird. he brought his son too, which was weird. But he, uh, I knew this would happen. He's laughing and clapping during the whole movie. Uh, there were scenes that like didn't even warrant a reaction, like. Where the there's like a scene where a cop pulls a gun on one of the drug dealers and he's just starts clapping during that. It's like that doesn't warrant a reaction. That's not that important of a moment in the movie. And at one point, the worst part is he sounded like Herman Munster. He's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, and then it got so bad. There's the, the person behind him was making fun of him, and you could tell it was after he did one of his laughs and claps. The person behind me just goes like. Like a really loud, sarcastic applause, and I'm just That's like, great. oh my gosh, and it was bad. He he ruined. I mean, the movie was also not good, so he made it even worse. It was. It's. I can't imagine I'll be more disappointed leaving a theater because I was really looking forward to it, but I was like completely <laughs> underwhelmed. It was. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it, I enjoyed Cocaine Bear that, myself. I, I I left the theater and I'm like that was like a six out of ten and then the more I think about it it's like it's probably closer to a four like I just I wanted it to be fun and I was just bored it was an hour and a half and it felt like three hours I was just bored and I'm waiting on the the drama redemption story rehab bear I'm excited for that one yeah I'll skip that yeah for sure um hey uh let's see here november 17 2017 was when this came out uh did you guys see this in theater justice league yes i did i did and i remember the only movie i dozed off during (laughs) i actually remember exactly uh when i saw it um it was with a friend of mine from college um it was at the theater close by where my parents lived it had just been renovated so it was a little bit nicer and both of us were just wondering, is DC going to get it right this time? Hmm. Well, we'll, well, figure well, out well after the re- review, just how right or wrong they did. Indeed. You know, I actually didn't see this in theater. In fact, um, this morning, or pardon me, last night was the first time I tried to watch it. I fell asleep. Of course, I was laying in bed, so that's on me. Um, and then I watched it or tried to watch it again. For a second time this morning, and I got through it. So, you know, fresh on the brain there. How well, about you, Ed? Yeah, just seen it the one time. Kind of fell asleep at one point during it. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was uh, the second time I've seen it now. <laughs> okay. Unless you count the Snyder Cut. Mm, yeah, no, we don't. That's a different movie. Uh, speaking of, we're going to go right into it. A two hour runtime for a Justice League film when technically speaking, two thirds of that Justice League has not had their own uh, solo film so far. 
most of Wait, them haven't. <laughs> let's be let's be perfectly honest. While Batman gets, I would say, the majority of the focus from Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. I still wouldn't even consider him the main character. Yeah, it, it's kind of like what's the Phantom Menace and the fact that yeah, here's Qui Gon. He takes up a lot of the time, but you're still not really focusing on him like that. So yeah, who are we supposed to follow? I mean, I'm just looking at the movie poster, and Superman's not on it, but we know he's in it, and he's had movies. Batman has been in movies. He's not had a solo movie. Wonder Woman just had a movie come out. Flash had a brief cameo in Batman vs. Superman, which made no sense. Aquaman had a brief... And Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aquaman had an even briefer cameo in Batman vs. Superman. And Cyborg... I think they showed like a very brief clip of him, but even then he's not a hero that most people know. Like he's not that well known. So the fact that he's just here, it's it's like, okay, here's a new character, really, I guess. And really quickly, before we get more into the, the movie itself, this is one of the things I always wanted to know how people felt. What are your thoughts on this overall justice league lineup? So I like the lineup. The cast is actually the best thing about the movie. Mm. Uh, but uh, they could have used solo movies. I mean, especially Flash. Uh, well, all of them, really, could have used solo movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Marvel's the only way to do it right, but this way was not the right way. So maybe Marvel is the only way to do it right. I don't know. I feel like they're getting the grasp now that James Gunn has the reins, but like... If you want to build a universe up, a Justice League up, a team, you know, use your streaming services that you have now. Like, you have HBO Max. So, like, even if you don't want to pay out the ass to have someone film a TV show, do an animated, you know, show and, you know, make that canon to your universe. Do what you have to do in that regard. Well, they needed to do something because they tried to do an Avengers-style movie but also an origin story for three characters. Yeah. It's too ambitious, and you can't do it in two hours either. Yeah, it was short for what it was. Yeah. Let's also address the fact that the role, the fact that they wasted a movie on Suicide Squad to get us to Justice League, like, to really, to compare this to the MCU really quickly, you get two Iron Man movies, an Incredible Hulk, Black Widow's featured in the uh, Iron Man 2. Uh, Hawkeye is barely featured in Thor. Captain America is, is another movie that came out. Then the Avengers. That's that's what, four or five movies? At least five of, what, the six characters developed enough for you to care about them? Let And let's look at the DC EU lineup. They care about Superman from Man of Steel. Batman, may, I'd say yes, if, even if you have problems with how he's portrayed. And then there's Wonder Woman. She had a really good origin movie, and she was one of the best parts of Batman v Superman. So we have three developed characters, and instead of just developing one or even two, they decide, hey, let's do three at once, like you already said, and then let's also make this the actual formation of the League. This movie is just like Batman v Superman in terms of concept. Let's take a bunch of ideas that we could probably make multiple movies out of and people would be interested in 
but let's do it all in once so we can catch up faster because we got to put this movie out before Infinity War comes out for some stupid reason. Yeah, That's exactly what I put. It's like they were trying to catch up to Marvel. It's like, why? There's no need. It's not a race. You have all the time in the world. In fact, yeah. it would be in your best interest to save it because yeah. you just know there's going to be a drop after Endgame. And there was, but you 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 had to know that. So, but they were like, no, no, uh, you know, we're we're two years away from there being four Avengers movies, and we haven't even put out one Justice League. We better get started. It's like, no, you you don't need to catch up. It's not a race. <laughs> like, if, I guess their mindset is, and this is the only thing I can think of. They're in the midst of a comic book movie boom. And they're figuring, hey, if we don't get on this now, we're going to miss it. And while it could be argued that we might be in that stage as of 2023, I think the ultimate problem, the ultimate uh, problem that's even exemplified through some of the outside movies that have come out later on, not in the DCEU continuity, is if you put out a good movie that actually is that isn't just trying to build a universe and is genuinely a good film. People are going to come and watch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, to, to simplify what you said and to ironically quote uh, one Paw Kent in another movie he was in, if you build it, they will come. Ha! Simply put. Yeah. It's true. People go to good movies. Like, that's just what they do. Or, or movies that catch their eye and the they're going to go see them. Hey, Sully, what's up? My idiot neighbor, his dog got out for like probably the third time this week, and he's wandering in my front yard. And Sully's not having it, I would assume. Yeah, no, my no. my neighbor is uh, just I. I've never had a neighbor that where I wanted to move, but this <laughs> this neighbor makes me want to move. Is it a is it a guy or a gal? It's not so much the guy. It's like a guy living with his sons. It's the sons. They're idiots and yeah you should go pick them up is that a no i mean i should yeah but uh hey what were you doing around november 2017 well um i mean i had just gotten the job like i said at the casino so not mm -hmm. much had changed and a couple months i had done the uh new year's eve party at the casino that's the biggest day of the year so that was um very busy very busy but fun yeah. oh man around this time this came out of course november 17th not too long before thanksgiving so uh i would have been preparing for black friday sales at my now former employer shout out to me once again reminding you guys I'm, i've got a new job Congratulations once again. I told you that on in real life, but yeah. I don't want to put that out on the pot. Um, yeah, I think I was uh, fresh into my grad program, focusing on uh, journalism at Columbia College here in Chicago. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. That's good. I, I commend you for your uh, want for higher learning. I was too lazy for that sort of stuff. Okay. 
Let's see here real quick. Uh, number one song by Digital Download at this time was Gorgeous by Taylor Swift. That's a T-Swizzy track I've never heard in my life, but it's whatever. Chasing yeah, I'm, 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 sorry. I'm, not, I'm not that Yeah, I'm not that familiar with her, but that song doesn't ring a bell at all. No, I genuinely have never heard it in my life. Um, I just I just write what's on the list, man. Um, <laughs> the WWE champions in wrestling at the time. Universal champion was Brock Lesnar. WWE champion, newly crowned, was AJ Styles. And NXT champion for one more day was Drew McIntyre. Now, outside of WWE, you had ROH world champion Cody, Impact world champion Eli Drake, and IWGP heavyweight champion Zuchka Okada. Still holding on to that thing. Stronghold. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, what about the budget, Ed? What do we got going on here? Budget, $300 million. Pretty big. Yeah. Box office six fifty seven point nine million. Uh, based on our list, which is not how it's calculated in the real world, but we don't care. But it is three fifty seven point nine million. That's four thirty six point eight with the inflation. Puts it at number thirty five on the list, right below X Men Apocalypse and right above The Mask. The Mask, which also killed it with the inflation so it's probably yeah. below that too um but if you want to get technical this they according to wikipedia is had a break-even point of seven fifty seven hundred fifty million and um said it lost an estimated 60 million so this is why uh there's a new man in charge of dc pretty much this movie is the reason <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it's 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 kind of embarrassing to hear that number for this movie because when you look at some of these shots you you'll, the immediate question that comes to mind is, is is somebody actually trying when they did this well like a couple people tried <laughs> 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 I just remembered that guy in that montage because of that. <laughs> well, here's what everyone thought of it. Critics, 39%. Fans, 68%. We're there, Addy. The critics lost the touch with the with the fans, pal. That's it. It's this movie. Eh, I don't know about that. Hey, oh, oh, so now it doesn't fit your narrative. So, oh, we can't acknowledge that. I gotcha. Release the Snyder Cut. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right. This is like the first movie where there's been like a huge discrepancy, but I don't know. Part of me wonders if it's a lot of DC fans just pumping the movie up. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like I at least got to get a sense of why so many people, so many more fans enjoy it than critics. I don't know. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably because, in general, uh, the audience is just looking for entertainment. So as long as the film isn't god-awful, they're, they're usually fine with it. I guess the critics is going into it thinking, all right, does, does any of this make any – does any of this actually make sense? Is the, edit, is, is the Does the editing help the story? Does the music, everything else? Yeah, no, I, I – 
of those 68% that liked it, I just, I would have a hard time believing anyone really loved it. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, I don't know. I guess technically it's one of the first examples we're seeing of it, but, I mean, it did bomb at the box office, so it's, you know, it's not like critics were wrong. I mean, people just weren't interested. And people don't really view this movie that fondly. <laughs> so, I don't That's know. A, that is an understatement right there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think there's going to be better examples of critics not having the pulse of America, but I don't know. I guess technically you could say this is one. You sure could. You could. I I don't think, but... Uh... I don't know. Oh, just so we're clear, I'm mostly just giving you shit. Uh, I have no intention of ever watching this movie again. No, nor do I. Yeah. And this might be where I disagree, because I I think this movie is hilarious. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am an editor in real life, so I look at video, videos and movies a little bit differently. Well, so, most people are just going on for overall entertainment. I'm looking at some of the things like what, how was this edited? Like, does this shot sequence make sense? A real good example is like with the Amazing Spider-Man two. We talked about how we learned later that uh, the, the 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 blood that Spider-Man's blood is the key to the formula for his strength and all his powers. After he tells his friend no, so it's out of sequence. So that's the type of stuff that I look for when I watch movies and. This thing is so bad, but it's not god-awful editing like Suicide Squad, where it just gives me a headache. Between the editing and the two different cuts, this is absolutely hysterical. You would love... The fact that... I was going to say, you would love Cocaine Bear. There's a really weird edit in that movie, (laughs) where it's like... I don't even know if they're the villains, but the villains are like, oh, that... You know, look, remember what happened with that hiker we found? And then it just randomly flashes back to like 10 minutes earlier where they walk by this hiker and they're like, whoa, he has no face. It's like, why was it shot in that way? That's so weird. There's no (laughs) flashbacks in the movie except right there. And it felt like they just forgot to film that scene. And they're like, oh, just put it in. We forgot it. We referenced it. It was, I don't know. Did you catch that, Caleb? Because I thought that was like super weird and out of place. I didn't notice that, man. I was I was having too much fun with the one guy saying him and his buddies were going to go to New York City, and then we, we had that one cutaway. Yeah, you know, that was like a dream <laughs> sequence, I guess, kind of. Yeah, but that cutaway is going to stick with me for some time. That part was, was pretty good. See, more of that and less of just, I don't know, it was kind of boring. But the, the one edit with they're walking into the waterfall, it was very weird where they're like, Oh, ten minutes earlier, they just saw this hiker. Like, okay, why did we need a ten-minute-ago flashback? Anyway. Um, let's see about this cast, which I liked, actually. Yeah. Uh, we got some newcomers. Um, let's see. Ezra Miller? Yeah, Ezra Miller is Barry Allen the Flash. Yeah. I mean, it felt like he was trying, but it also felt like, and I don't know if this was Snyder or Whedon or both or whoever, 
but it felt like they were really like, man, we want we want like a quirky teenager, like a snarky teenager on this team. You know, we want our Peter Parker, basically. And it felt like it was Ezra Miller trying to be Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in a lot of what he was saying. And it just came up as kind of forced. Yeah, he, he exactly. He comes off less as a, a young hero trying to establish himself and more like a sidekick. And I saw one person who's who's a bit more familiar with the Flash who said this is less Barry Allen and more Bart Allen, I think he said. Okay. And having watched having only been exposed to Bart Allen through Young Justice, I kind of agree a little bit. Barry Allen is a lot more uh he, he is quirky and he ha- he does tell jokes, but he his jokes are a little bit more I don't know. I want I almost want to say mature, but maybe his dialogue is way more mature than uh Flash. If you replace Ezra Miller with a Robin and take out his super speed, not much changes. And how he feels like somebody who really shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been uh made a little more serious, I guess, but I I mean, I, overall I would say I I liked his character but um i mean it is kind of a shame i guess i think ezra miller is a good actor but clearly there's something wrong with him to where he repeatedly gets arrested and oh has done some creepy things so yeah uh probably best that he's out of the uh you know the dc you now and it's going to be um yeah let's see uh, ron not ron that's the uh who is the new flash i'm trying to find it it is i'm gonna assume it's not grant gustin no it's um someone whose name i can't find hmm it is I don't know. Well, it's somebody, but uh it's not I mean he, Ezra Miller's in it, but I I feel like they're going to give the role to this other guy when they do Flash again. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh why can't I find it? I'm scrolling right now to try to find that out. I don't recall if they were officially announced yet. You might be right. Maybe it is Grant Gustin. I guess. I don't know. We'll go with that. <laughs> I was going to say Godspeed to uh, him for putting that suit on. Then I remember Godspeed as a character. Jesus Christ. It's like you just take any type of speed or a quick pun and they just make a character out of it. With this guy. <laughs> well, anyway, it's uh, somebody else. Yeah, not Grant Gustin. No, but that's probably for the best. But, yeah. Uh, how about uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman? I actually really liked him. Thought he was a bright spot on this film. I did too. I think this is how you have to do Aquaman because he's been made fun of so much uh, throughout. You know history yeah 
Oh, yeah, and even to this day, like, they were making jokes about him uh, having sex with fish in uh, Peacemaker. So, yeah. <laughs> true. Um, he actually reminds me a lot of Aquaman from the animated TV Justice League show. It's like, he... He's got the long flowing hair, the beard and mustache combo, pretty much everything except the missing hand. So, and I agree, this is definitely probably the only way they could have done Aquaman. Because, because if they really wanted to have fun with their character's IP, they probably would have had Ezra Miller do, or had Aquaman doing all the jokey stuff. Could have, yeah. I think they, I think they realized you're either going to do him seriously, you're going to make him a complete joke. Like, and apparently somebody was tired of Aquaman being considered a joke. Good for them. Yeah. It worked. Or you could have cast uh, Vincent Chase as Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they needed to do this uh, this type of an Aquaman. Uh, the, the short hair blonde with the scaly outfit the gold outfit, that's not going to fly. He needs to be like, yeah. you know, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to see him out here looking like a uh, mermaid. Man. Yeah, he's just beard, long hair, ripped, tatted up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, well, no, we got uh, Ray Fisher as Victor Stone slash Cyborg. Yeah. So here here's an interesting factoid for you guys. Um this movie came out in twenty seventeen, correct? Correct. That is correct. Ray Fisher, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cyborg was supposed to be like roughly just out of high school when he was Cyborg, like when we we're introduced to him, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, because he, he plays for yeah, Gotham, the Gotham City something, Commanders, I don't remember. Gotham, uh, Gotham, Gotham City University, I think. Yeah, he had a scholarship or whatever the case may have been. Uh, either way, that man, to this day, five years later, is 35. He was 30 when this came out. Yeah. And it was definitely like you could tell. I know that there's a saying out there, you know. I'm not going to say it on here because it could offend someone, but <laughs> even still, it's like you can tell, like, this is a 30-year-old man playing, like, someone who's, like, freshly out of high school. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is the character design. He didn't have much personality. Uh, that being said, he didn't have much of a backstory either, and he just sort of appeared, and they tried I think because he, he's like the least known of the Justice League members, but he is. By by the way, he is the one saving grace of the Snyder Cut, where it's like this is the best justification you can give. Is like, oh, we expanded on Cyborg compared to the original. Yeah, I know he he got not a lot to work with in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, and it's funny because it's it, he's given so. So the whole goal of this movie is to one unite the league and two at least do some very basic development with the three characters we are formally introduced to, not via email from Batman to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Of all the characters in this movie, 
I don't really think any of them get developed. It seems like everybody's arc is, hey, join the team. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And it's like, the name of the movie is Justice League. I I would hope you join the team. What else? (sighs) Yeah. Mm. Well, some returning favorites. We have Gal Gadot as uh, Diana Prince, who still has yet to be called Wonder Woman. Well, she didn't deserve it after the performance she put in this time. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was... Um, it was wooden. It was a little flat, and I, yeah. I like Wonder Woman. We we loved the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Uh, was really good. Yeah, this one was a little flat. I, yeah, I just... I didn't... I don't know. I didn't really buy her being that upset when they stole the mother box. I didn't really buy it when she was upset that like, well, we have to can't resurrect Superman. And it was just there. I definitely didn't buy it when, uh, Kal-El was about to attack her. No, that too. She says, Kal-El, no, man. I've been really, I've been trying to be real graceful with with uh, Gal Gadot's acting, and this movie really doesn't help. No, no, doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. We have Henry Cavill as Superman. Uh, just to show I'm not sexist, he also had a very nothing performance. <laughs> yeah. It was just, oh, I'm back. Oh, it feels itchy. Oh, I'll save the world. What was the point of him having that five-minute fight scene with the rest of the Justice League if it was immediately going to be resolved right thereafter? Other than just to show, oh, hey, by the way, Superman is the strongest fan on this team far and away, as if we had already... I was just just about to echo on that, because, like, He's the only one who really had, did anything substantial against Do. Actually, no. What I remember Wonder Woman holding her own against Doomsday. So okay, so she should be. She's clearly the number two on the team in terms of strength. Yes. But then, Steppenwolf in this movie is so weird because when you see the backstory of how the Mother Boxes even got to Earth, this movie thinks that according to this movie. Uh, Steppenwolf is about as strong as the old gods. So <laughs> we can get to that part a little bit later. Focusing on Henry Cavill's performances overall, I really dislike how little he is given to do over the course of those three films. He is the entire focus in Man of Steel. He's basically not even half the focus in Batman v Superman. And he's definitely a person who doesn't even have an arc in this movie, he is literally just there. I hated the editing with this because you're right. The the five minute battle led to nothing. And it just felt like, why do we even need Flash and Batman and Wonder Woman and Cyborg? It's like, clearly Superman can just do it all. Like, who cares? We don't need these other people. And I just, I didn't think that's like... You needed something to make it seem like 
Superman alone could not solve this. And to me, I didn't get that. It's like, well, we don't need these others, just Superman. And that's wasn't ideal, which I guess uh, we could discuss the villain, Ciaran Hines as Stephen Wolf, who's pretty much just, um, I don't know, um, a generic villain. He was Ronan, uh, the, Ronan the Accuser, <laughs> you know? Just nothing. That, that is so, an insult to Ronan the Accuser, Yeah, it so. probably is. <laughs> no, no, that's an insult to Ronan for sure. He's closer to the Dark Elf than... Uh, oh, yeah, Cold that's good. Yeah. If I'm being honest... It might be an insult to the Dark Elf. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with the idea of their first villain just being like a henchman to Darkseid. But, I don't know. Like, it's disappointing when, like, the first thing you see of this dude is him being beaten thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, he's already been beaten once. Why, you know. And, uh... I didn't really understand his motivation, and yeah, I don't know. I, I he he mentions Darkseid once in this movie. This movie could have used something of Darkseid, which I know the Snyder Cut has, but like if you were just a casual fan and you walked out of this movie and someone said, "Who's the real threat?" You'd be like, "I don't know." <laughs> And, like, I can't imagine leaving Avengers and being, like, not even thinking that Thanos might be a thing. It's like, of course he's a thing. They reference him and they show him. This one, unless you picked up on the one line he drops about Darkseid, which Darkseid is also a word, like, you know, join the Darkseid, you might not even realize that that's actually a villain. (laughs) But that's Steppenwolf. He sucked. Yeah, made me want to take a magic carpet ride out of my bedroom so I could stop watching the film. His design is god-awful. He was ugly, not the good kind of ugly. Just yeah, a... not the Halle Berry kind of ugly at the beginning of Catwoman. <laughs> He's just a mess. <laughs> a silver and pale mess. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, we have uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I I think what what you think of um, I don't know. He was Ben Affleck, so I mean, if you like Ben Affleck, you probably like this. But if you're not a big fan, eh. I, still... I never really. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, really quick. I just I never really had a problem with the casting of him. Yeah. It was more so the things they gave him to do. Like Batman be Superman. Hey, let's have a Batman who not only murders, but brands people and guns them down with machine guns. Not really what I want to see. And in this movie, he's cracking jokes and laughing and giggling like he's in The Brave and the Bold. And my immediate thought is, if you're going to do that, you need to establish that that's the Batman from the beginning. I don't want to see... You're literally going to two different extremes. Yeah. It's almost like they had two different directors or something. Yeah, this is, talk- this is a, another character that could have used his own movie. Besides, it's and not Caleb- like that wouldn't have made money. Everyone loves Batman. And Caleb, I'm, I'm, you got to stop making that accusation. The movie tells you it's a Zack Snyder film. Sure. Would WB lie 
Yeah, sure. They they would never lie. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, but his version is far superior. But it's not canon. Mm. None of this is canon anymore. <laughs> and I guess we can jump into the plot. I guess we can. Well, we open with a kid filming Superman on his phone and asks, what's the best thing about Earth? And before he can answer, cut to the opening credits, and we will never visit that again. Nope. It's the first appearance of that god-awful CGI up the lip. <laughs> That's right. I don't know why they couldn't have cut back to this later. Like, I don't know. It's stupid. So also, we... really quickly, I just want to point out, very nice use of the cell phone footage of a, of a superhero. I haven't seen that since Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> well, we open with Batman stopping a thief, but then Batman is attacked by this flying monster or something, and Batman captures it, it blows itself up, and then leaves by three the box shapes behind. Shout out Holt McCallany, um star of Mindhunter on Netflix, has recently been confirmed is canceled. Good show, though. Really good show. Check it out sometime. Okay. He was the burglar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Alfred... <laughs> he was also pretty good in Fight Club as well. Fight Club? Fight Club, yes. It's Brad Pitt doesn't exist. Spoiler. Stop. So Alfred radios in, and just like... He's like, oh, it's just like the other symbols. Yep. It's weird that yeah, when you because... die, you leave a symbol behind. That's very strange. Not only a, a symbol, a very convenient symbol that helps establish what the main MacGuffin of the movie is going to be. Convenience number one. Mm-hmm. And Batman tells the thief that he's a scout from space, and the thief says, is it because they know Superman is dead? Where does that leave us? And then Batman just lets him go, which was weird. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. You've gone from a Batman who kills brands and does God knows what to criminals to just letting them go. Well, a bigger threat came along. <laughs> I guess. Also, I just, one last thing. <laughs> I feel like that fight scene with this burglar was way too long. Yeah, it's a burglar. Guess... Just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the problem. We don't well, need him to kill anyone else. Beat him easier, I guess. <laughs> Then we go to London. There's some bank robbers who have a bomb, but one woman comes in, saves them, gets rid of the bomb, saves all the people. It's a pretty good scene. And elsewhere, Bruce Wayne finds Aquaman. He wants to recruit him, but Aquaman doesn't want any part of this. He's like, well, look what happened to your last guy that worked with you. He's dead. Yeah. And then Aquaman is apparently pro-climate change since he prefers that the Earth be flooded. Which I guess makes sense in a selfish sort of way. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Let those ice caps melt. More water yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We can't all breathe underwater, but so Bruce and Alfred then talk about trying to recruit Flash, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. This is the other thing. Like we all know they're gonna form. Why do we need like these fake no's? Like no, I'm not interested. It's annoying. 
So Barry Allen, who's the Flash, visits his dad in prison, but his dad tells him to stop coming, see me, and move on. And we cut to Victor Stone, the cyborg. He's dead, but his dad used Kryptonian technology to bring him back to life. Now he's half human, half machine. Then we cut to the Amazons, who are guarding the Mother Box, which has finally awoken. And then we just randomly meet Steppenwolf, who teleports in. And he brings a bunch of those scouts that Batman fought after, a, again, a pretty decent chase scene. He does manage to capture the Mother Box and then sends, or sorry, they, the Amazons, send a message that they know Diane will uh, will get. They set fire to the Acropolis or something. So it's like, oh, I know what that means. Either way, yeah, she sees it in three and uh, she knows, oh, shit's going down. Mm-hmm. And then Martha and Lois have a talk, and uh, Martha's like, well, Clark always said you were thirsty, and then they start well, laughing. By the so, way, here's some exposition. I sold the farm. Yeah, she did sell the farm. She's like, well, actually, I meant hungry. You're the hungriest, not the thirsty. It's like, that's Dr. Chase Meridian. Wrong love and interest. Solid, solid Joss Whedon humor there. Mm-hmm. We, really needed to, we really needed to know that after selling the farm, she found somewhere else to live. We couldn't just come to that conclusion. And we also really needed to know that there's a woman on TV who thinks there's an alien that, that stole her man. Yeah. Now she's going to stick a probe up the alien look, in retaliation. Look, I'm just saying, like, we, we give Snyder shit all the time. And deservedly, for the most part. That's Joss Whedon written all over it, man. Yeah, was that even an Easter egg? What was that even in reference to? I have no clue. They're just trying to get some cheap laughs. That's all. Ugh, stupid. I guess. Or I guess it maybe could have been a reference to Martian Manhunter. Who knows, man? I mean, if it was, it shouldn't have been so goofy. <laughs> like a and, probe. And, I don't know. Yeah, and I just I just noticed something. We skipped over the incredibly crucial scene to this overall uh, movie. Wonder Woman taking on a bunch of bank robbers. I mean, it was a decent action scene, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, very. I, I, knowing what we know now about this movie, I struggled to see why that was left in. Well, you know, got to pad the runtime. And I think it made both edits too, if I'm not mistaken. It mm-hmm. did. Oh, and the other thing, Lois uh, has given up being a hard-hitting journalist. She wants to write puff pieces now because she's sad that Clark's dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then Diana pays uh, pays Bruce a visit, and she agrees to join him and tells him about Steppenwolf. They also teased a love interest between them that they never paid off. I mean, I would understand Bruce Wayne finding her attractive. I can't imagine any man wouldn't, but, like, they just teased it, and it's like, didn't go anywhere. She's still not over uh, Chris Pine, like, 80 years later. Yeah. Sorry, 100 years later. Uh, well, 100 years, but really it's more like eh, 40 years because, you know, she had that thing in the 80s where she turned someone into a sex doll and you know, that's whatever. We'll talk about that later. It's true. He does Oh, come God. Back. He had come back at this point already. Yeah, sort uh, of. Kind of. Yeah. So she learns, she tells him about the Steppenwolf and the Mother Boxes. When they combine, they create a powerful weapon called the Unity. 
back in the day. It's like all the heroes and the armies teamed up. There's even a Green Lantern cameo. And they defeated Steppenwolf and exiled him. It's like, great, so our villain's already been defeated once. That's <laughs> cool. Without Superman. And the three boxes are separated. One given to the Amazons, one to the Atlanteans, and the other one was buried. It's like, we gave it to the to mankind, and like they can't be trusted or whatever. It's like, well, that was the last one recovered, so maybe they can be trusted. Yeah, maybe they can. Maybe they're yeah. very... Uh, Sounds like your people couldn't be trusted yeah. with it. Yeah, exactly. So then Bruce pays Barry a visit to recruit him, and Barry's in immediately. Doesn't need much convincing. Yeah. And we, we learned that he does eat a lot, which I kind of thought was a nice touch, because it's like, yeah, yeah, you would burn an insane amount of calories if you he's ran like that a bl- fast. He's like a black hole of snacks, like a snack hole. Yeah. Well, I, I at least like the, the idea that it's like, look, if you could run that fast, you would burn thousands of calories in a minute. So it's like, it sure, me you, up. you would have to eat a lot. Sign me up. I am trying to cut weight so hard right now. Mm-hmm. So then Diana goes to Vic, uh, recruit Victor, and he's not interested, so we have another false no, which is annoying. Elsewhere, Aquaman saves a fisherman, but he's covered with this green goo, and he's like, oh, well, this isn't right. So he goes to Atlantis. I wrote Atlanta in my notes. He does not go to Atlanta. <laughs> Atlantis, and he sees the mother box activate. Of course, Steppenwolf shows up and takes it. Uh, right after, and they have a fight with Aquaman, but Aquaman does not successful. Mm, what a shame. Commissioner Gordon is here, and he summons Batman, and he, Wonder Woman, and Flash, and now Cyborg all show up. So Cyborg is interested now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have several things to say about this. Uh, number one, when the commissioner's talking and they show the design of the pair of demons, Commissioner Gordon's comments is what? He fights crime for 20 years, and now he's kidnapping people? To yeah. which my immediate response is, well, he fought, quiet, he fought crime for 20 years, and then he murdered people. So, yeah. You don't know what he's capable of. And also, I really love the fact that they just decide that this Batman's theme is now going to be the music from Batman 89. Because why not? <laughs> well, is it? Uh, by the way, is J.K. Simmons our first person who's crossed in over from uh, Marvel to DC? That can't actually be. no. I believe it was uh, Perry White who also. Well, actually, yeah, because he doesn't come into uh, Perry White doesn't become Goliath in Ant Man and the Wasp until twenty nineteen. Oh no, twenty eighteen. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been in the MCU J. Jonah Jameson he will be in the next Spider-Man so, yeah. but I, he was well, in the Tobey Maguire do, Spider-Man I would have to do some research because I feel like there's been some, at least someone else that's overlapped so far shit Michael Keaton oh yeah, yeah. ah right this did come out in 2017 too yeah Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's hit all of them he's in the Sony-verse yep. too Jesus. He gets around. So, uh, yeah, all of them show up. They're able to determine that all the, where all the scouts are coming from, and they head out. 
So they storm the base, they go after Steppenwolf and his soldiers. Batman even uses this giant spider machine called the Nightcrawler. But uh, he gets defeated, and they realize that we can't beat Steppenwolf, he's too strong. And the fight ends when there's a hole broken in the wherever they are, which is under uh, Gotham Harbor. So a bunch of water pours in. They escape. Steppenwolf teleports away. And afterwards, Aquaman shows up and agrees to help them. So, again, we had all these no's just for them to say yes. It's annoying. And then we see that Cyborg actually has the final mother box. Also, really quickly, is it is it me or are movies really doing this thing where they – or this movie in particular had a funny line to me. So we got Steppenwolf, the axe wielder, who sees a missile launched at him and says primitive beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I thought it had been funnier if the missile just blew up in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he lets it go, and that's what hits the side of the tunnel and all the water pours in. Couldn't have been that primitive. I mean, he escaped after that. He's like, oh, this water will kill me. Uh, So they want to use the mother box to bring back Superman because they know that they can't do it without Superman. We need him. And Diana's like, no, let's not do that because when Luther brought back, you know, General Zod, he was a giant monster. And Bruce is all in favor of doing this. And Cyborg is like, "Ah, I agree, but I don't like it. She said, yeah, the, ground, we, the ground is sour out there, Batman. Don't do it, Batman. Sometimes, dead is better. I also find it really... I'll tell you this. Batman might be the worst betting, pers- bet- betting man in the history of the DCEU. <laughs> Batman be Superman. There's even a 1% chance that he is our enemy. We have to take it as an absolute certainty. Batman and Justice <laughs> yeah. League. There's even a fraction of a chance. We gotta try. Yeah, can't Jesus can't do it without Daddy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I don't. I'll say this now because this will come into play in other movies. I don't like when superheroes are way too over the top powerful. I think yeah. my my hope is that James Gunn tones down Superman's powers a little bit. I will say this: if you want to make a hero OP, like at least have fun with it. Like Marvel that well with like Deadpool, for example, or if you guys are into the anime, uh, one punch man by chance. Yes, I am. You no, know I'm all sorry. about that. You know all about that. Then they have fun with it for sure. And the other thing is you don't have to give him all of his powers at once, or at the very least the magnitude. You can scale it back. Show us, show us him struggling to lift the building. Then yeah. you can show us struggling for him to lift the mountain. You could, as the movies go on, you don't have to. It, it's weird because we don't really see all of his powers in these in these movies either. Like, when did he get cold breath? We just see him do it. That's right. He just randomly unleashed that. So Barry and Victor dig up Superman's body. They bring it to Zod's ship and they put Clark underwater. And Cyborg activates the ship and the mother box, and Flash runs around to charge the box. This is about the scene where I fell asleep. Oof, yeah. And they do it all, and it works. So Superman fly. he wakes up. He flies to the Superman Memorial, 
which I wrote, how did he know to go there? How did he even know there was one? They would have built it after he died, so... <laughs> I got a... I, I, I got a few questions about that. Um, so first off, prior to them disagreeing, even though they didn't really agree, it just seemed like they all just went along with whatever Batman was deciding. He calls out Wonder Woman for being a beacon to, for not being a big enough hero. You shut yourself out for so many years and blah, blah, blah. And with the continuity we know now, did she? No. Hell, what happened? Hell, what happened to her ability to fly? Well, she has a jet, but she doesn't use it in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what was the other one? Well, uh, Bruce didn't have any powers. He said, or uh, no, that was Aquaman said that about him. <laughs> but he's. I rich. just find it's. Yeah, that's a pretty good power. I, I... So. Um. Man. Well, the Justice League, who are never actually called that in the movie, they show up, and Aquaman senses that he's not right, and Superman attacks them all. I did like the scene where Flash realizes Superman moves just as fast as him. That was funny. Yeah, yeah I see you. Mm-hmm. And Superman confronts Batman. He asks him the same question he asked in Batman vs. Superman. It's, do you bleed? And then Lois shows up, he recognizes her, and they fly off. Yeah. After he tosses Batman to the side like a bag of trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just then, Stephen Wolf teleports down takes the last mother box and teleports away. <laughs> he just ganked it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. The Justice League is real pathetic, ain't they? Way to go, guys. Like you, All of you are clearly standing up. Nobody thinks, hey, wake up the Flash, go jump over there, do anything to stop the guy from getting the tool he needs to, you know, destroy the world. Just going to watch <laughs> under the assumption that you're going to be able to find him. Yeah, he just... You had... Like, let, let's... let's Let's, let's, let's really think about this. They had no idea how they were going to find the third mother box. If Cyborg didn't just happen to have it, convenience number, what, five at this point, they wouldn't have known how to find it. They would have had to think about it, and it would have been a much bigger thing. You know where it is because you just used it. Nobody takes it with you because, okay, you got to figure out what's going on with Superman. But you see the portal open, and you don't do anything afterwards. You are trying to get killed. Yeah, no, it 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 honestly reminded me of um in The Simpsons when Snake steals something, he just reaches in and he's like, yoink! And that was it. I think that was actually when he had, uh, when Homer had his hair, but it was a real uh, sad display. Yeah. So, uh, they go, or uh, Superman takes Lois to the uh, farm in Smallville, which doesn't, isn't owned by his mom anymore. And they have a conversation. Lois remind uh, or Clark then kind of just remembers everything and decides he'll team up with them. So faster than you can say, Martha, Superman just turns face again. Yeah. So why even bother with the fake hill turn? Uh, you just you wa- wasted screen time. You wasted like at least five minutes of screen time. You could have given to developing any of the new half of the Justice League. Yeah, because you, you clearly don't do much of anything with Superman except tell us stuff we already know. Mm-hmm. Coupled by the coupled by the fact that it seems like, based off of this scene, that 
he was in full control after uh, Wonder Woman hit him with the lasso of truth. So he's just lashing out just to do it. So yeah, he was just kind of pissed at Batman. And it's funny. Uh, the death of Superman is one of the most famous comic series ever. And he was dead half a movie, comes back, has a quick battle, and now he's good again. Like, they just glossed over, like, one of the most popular comic series of all time. Like, eh, we, we did it. There it is. Yep, he's dead. He's back. Yeah, he was. He Oops. died for a half of a movie. So what? Yep, he missed an hour didn't of you, screen time. Didn't you miss him? This cinematic universe would have never been the same without his death. Yeah, they should have made multiple movies with him not in it if they really wanted to drive it home. It's like, oh, no, he missed an hour of screen time. That's enough. And to be honest, that's under the assumption that you you cared enough about this version of Superman to miss him to begin with. I mean, let's face it. Man of Steel is a pretty good movie, but I honestly feel like more people react to him and react to different things than he does. Well, yeah, that's fair. So... Elsewhere, Stephen Wolf activates the three mother boxes and forms the uh, Unity. (laughs) (laughs) Elsewhere, the Justice League, uh, who are never called that, determine it's in northern Russia. Oh. So that's where they head there, without Superman, to storm the town. Have we mentioned that Russian family yet? No, we can. (laughs) Yeah, th- thanks for that, uh, Josh Whedon. Really needed to let us know that there were people at stake when the world's about to blow up. Yeah, because we weren't aware. <laughs> yeah, this one family that lives in like this nothing town. Like, it's like, and the little we got we we definitely needed to see the little girl with a can of bug spray because she sees all the parademons. Mm-hmm. How cute! This is such a such a good such a good. Uh, such a good scene to include in a movie you're trying to cut down to two hours. Yeah. That you well, added. They uh, they take out a lot of the alien soldiers. A cyborg attempts to separate the unity. And Wonder Woman and Aquaman attack Steppenwolf. He's too strong for them. And then Steppenwolf rips Cyborg in half. That was kind of cool. By the way, I don't mention this. Cyborg's CGI is garbage. But... Yeah. I've, I've either e- that. Uh, hot take either version of this movie yeah no and by the way speaking of bad CGI I have to mention this people crap on Marvel because their CGI has gone downhill which it has yep uh, Cocaine Bear has CGI equivalent of like a movie on sci-fi channel so <laughs> oh no that car wreck was like laughably bad and I don't know if that's by design or if this movie just had it, a very small been, budget, but uh, it was not good CGI. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's worth mentioning. Uh, so yeah, he rips Cyborg in half. Then Superman shows up. Superman just beats Steppenwolf fairly easily. <laughs> and he and Cyborg break up the unity. There's a big explosion. And when that happens, Superman and Cyborg... They're both weakened a little bit, but Steppenwolf is not dead, and he comes back. Then Wonder Woman breaks Steppenwolf's axe, which apparently was what was controlling all of his soldiers, and they start to attack him, 
And then a wormhole opens up, and he leaves through it, and he's gone. Yeah. His helmet's behind. Man, that's a, such a big climactic end to a villain threatening to destroy the world. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, because, hey, Loki escaped in the Avengers, so it has to happen here. <laughs> Did they ever tell us that his axe controlled all those soldiers? It's like I don't uh, even... I don't even think it's the implication of the axe being destroyed. I just think it's because after the axe got destroyed, he actually got scared. Yes. Which is, yeah, which is, yeah, even, which is even dumber. Fear, which is stupid. They can smell it. But, like, they were attacking Superman, so, like, Superman was afraid of these people? No. Well, they even I don't even remember them even act, attacking Superman. I just remember them ignoring him. No, they attacked, I mean, they definitely attacked Batman, so Batman wasn't afraid of them, I don't think. Maybe he was. I think, I don't know. maybe maybe it was because of that siren, I, I don't know. Well, world is safe. Cut to Clark getting his mom's house back because Bruce bought the bank. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he just bought the house out of foreclosure? He could have, but they wanted to flex that one, Bruce is a good guy, and two, he's got money. He's, a, he's such a good guy that he waits until the last minute. Yes. It's like, so this just speaks to another problem from Batman v Superman. Like, are you honestly keeping track of all these people? Or are you just once once you beat them or whatever happens, you're just like, yeah, it's not my problem. Like, (laughs) you, you. (laughs) He's lucky that, like, a small bank must have owned this. I would doubt if, like, Bank of America was with their mortgage. Bruce could just buy Bank of America or Wells Fargo. It's like, mm. no, they're a little too big for you to buy, but yeah, oh, Smallville lucky. Savings Bank. That's who owned it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Barry then goes to visit his dad and tells him he got a job at a crime lab. And Lois then writes about the return of Superman. And she's back to hard-hitting journalism, I guess. And yeah. then Bruce buys what I guess will be the Halls of Justice. And it's like, six seats and room for more. For more. Oh, boy. And roll credits. But we get a post-credit scene. We, we get uh, good old Lex Luthor. Yep, he broke out of prison. Mm-hmm. Still being played uh, by Jesse Eisenberg, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we cut to a yacht. And this dude named Deathstroke shows up. I don't think they called him that, but I know that's who it is. But, you know, we don't ever use names in this movie. We still don't know Wonder Woman as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, yeah, Deathstroke shows up, and Lex Luthor is like, well, they formed a team. What maybe we should have a league, too? Yeah. By the way, speaking of crossover from Marvel to DC, Joe Manta, however you pronounce his last name, uh, also played Flash Thompson in the original Spider-Man film, for what it's worth. True. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got some crossover there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've gotten us so... In such a nice credit scene, and credit scene, you've gotten us so invested in this league of Superman and his, uh, and his gang of sidekicks <laughs> that uh, we're, we, we're so ready to see all of the arch-rivals of these superheroes team up, right? Like, because they established in the Flash movie that came out. Oh, oh, wait. Well, in the Cyborg movie, they established. Well, that can't be right. I, <laughs> wait, I got it this time. In the Aqua movie that comes out. This, oh, wait, it came out after this. 
What are we supposed to be excited for about that? Yeah. What I, league? I mean, I just I don't two. understand why they made this movie when they did. You like, haven't even stop let's, let's playing catch up. It's not necessary. Let's name all the name the marquee named villains that have appeared so far. That are still alive. General, no, 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 no. Just who have appeared. Okay, General well, we Zod. Had, yeah. We had Joker in Suicide Squad. Doomsday. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Ode, not Ode, uh, Ares in uh, Wonder Woman. Okay, so we got a good four. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not counting Harley Quinn as our own. She's the Joker sidekick. But yeah, a couple Did, of them are dead. Um, if you, can, and, I don't even think you can call Deadshot a name brand villain like that. No, again, I don't think they ever give him a name. De- was it Deadshot or Deathstroke? I don't know. Deathstroke. Yeah. Uh, Unless we're talking about, wait, are you talking about? Oh, Deadshot was Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we got what five? Well, yes. we have. Yeah, we have. Uh, among the living is Lex Luthor, this new guy Deathstroke. Um, um, I mean, I. Steppenwolf isn't dead, maybe, but it doesn't seem like he would want to join up with these humans. No, he would not. Uh, maybe Joker. I mean, they could have used him. But yeah. This... Uh... So we're supposed to be excited for what? Lex Luthor in the suit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's such an imposing force, after all. Yes. Yes. It, their their version of the league just sounds like the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, so this was bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I initially liked this movie when it came out because I was like, okay, it wasn't great, but hey, the plot made sense a little. That's <laughs> that first time that's happened since Wonder Woman. <laughs> but it's like, okay, then I watched it the second time. It's like. Boy, these effects don't really hold up, and the story is kind of weak. And yeah. I was already judging it on a curve to begin with because I didn't have any expectations. Then I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is awful." <laughs> My standards for DC were so low. I thought this trash movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, this man. Well, I can grade it. I'll go I, first. I know, never go first. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, all right. All right. After all of the thought we've given it and, and discussion we've had, I'm giving this a five and a half. And it's lucky it's not a five. Just that there is a lot more room to grow here. Mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I mean, a five and a half would be okay. Like. It's um, it it it's kind of like Avengers two, which we felt I gave a seven two, which was it was kind of a lighter version of the first Avengers. This was like a lighter version of Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah. And normally I'd give it a five and a half two, but this is supposed to be your big movie, and I have to grade it on a curve for that. Like you're trying to, you you're trying to make this the Avengers, 
and it came out too early, and it wasn't nearly as epic. So I have to deduct some points and give it a 4 out of 10. Yeah. So the best parts of this movie, and I'm just going to judge it based off of what I thought before the Zack Snyder cut came out. The best parts of this movie are the action sequences. Anytime somebody talks, it's god-awful, which is kind of the same problems that were already present in some of these movies to begin with, except the dialogue is completely different, and it's terrible for other reasons. So while Zach, I had problems with Zack Snyder's dialogue because some stuff were just... He made stuff that shouldn't be that serious, overly serious. Now we've swung in the opposite direction where, hey, let's tell a joke every five minutes... That'll liven things up. And let's have Batman be the guy to tell the jokes. Because people didn't like him being all... People don't like Batman when he's mean, dark, and depressing and kills people. So the immediate only fix we have for that is to make him a happy-go-lucky goofball. So the music in this movie, awful. Let's take every other... Let's take the iconic themes from other movies and put them in this one so people can have a nostalgic reaction. There's there's very little redeeming about this movie from what we knew at the time and definitely for what we know now. I'll say this. It's you could watch it in a short amount of time, but uh, I know plenty of animated movies and shorter films that I could watch in that time and be way more fulfilled by. So I would give this. A four out of ten. Okay, well, I'm surprised I was the. uh high roller today that's kind of wild um guys next week want you to fire up disney plus because we will be reviewing black panther that's right our last stop before avengers infinity war again black panther on disney plus thank you for listening simon thank you for coming on no problem at all always happy to talk about movies whether good or bad yep (laughs) And uh, with this, supposed to drop on April 5th, unless Eddie changes things up, um, happy three years to us, man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, three years since that first episode dropped. Um, By the way, we we have 24 new episodes to do before the Snyder Cut. Okay. It'll be a while. Yeah, it'll be a hot minute. Um folks we're gonna get out of here Uh, i'm gonna quote my boy cal l do you bleed
trust among us. I live in love and harmony, and there surely be 